Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. All right, we are live. Welcome, gentle plebs, to episode number 45 of Pleb Chain Radio. We have an action-packed show ahead of you today. Uh, Pablo F7Z from Madeira joins us uh, with a few members from the Sovereign Engineering Cohort, Zach Mayer, Stuart Bauman, and G Sovereignty. Uh, so really looking forward to that conversation uh, and understanding a little more about all the exciting work that's happening in Madeira with the Sovereign Engineering Cohort. Uh, before that, we have Marseille and Condalorian from the Nostra Report to lead us through the lightning round, a weekly recap of all news and events, Nostra and Bitcoin related. But before that, we have our weekly sermon. And QW, you want to kick us off with Patience with the Protocol. Patience with the protocol. Um, you know, we 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 basically hit a year uh, of all this building, this uh, this this mass uh, uh, leviathan of building that's been going on. Um, I think there's over a hundred clients or little mini apps, all kinds of uh, different ways that uh, we're going with the, the Nostra protocol. Um, you know, and we talk about the 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 sovereign engineering cohort, and and they're they're really shipping the future, building the tools. Uh, to ship the future. Um, we'll, we'll talk with them a little bit more about that. But when we think about that future, um, I think a lot of the way we build or the way we envision that our culture going forward uh, is is a lot of learning from the past. Um, we definitely want to, you know, make sure that we're, we're, we're taking our uh, precautions, uh, building slowly, but I don't think that's possible in this Nostra environment. I think we're in that new frontier where everything's just going in all angles. Um, and, and being a user, I mean, this is strictly from a kind of a user perspective. Um, you know, we have to be a little patient with things. Uh, you know, we're in this trailblazing environment. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because you, you're watching all of these different projects all linked to the same protocol, um, but they're expected to have this inner interoperability um, where you can kind of slide from one to the other. Um, and, you know, there is issues. There, there's there's problems. There's little small bugs. There's big bugs. Um, there's development that's uh, that's kind of been uh, maybe maybe abandoned. And, and you don't really know where, where you are as the user. So um, you certainly have to have patience. And Avi, let me ask you, uh, it, it, is shipping features more important than shipping a po polished project, a product? So it, it really depends, QW. I mean, there is a balance to be struck there. So I, I'm speaking as someone who's been a product manager for almost 20 years of my life. Uh, you know, you don't want to wait too long un until you have that perfect product, because typically that's too late, right? You ship something too late. Uh, so you, you do want to strike that balance where you want to push something over the fence that's at least working and does most of the t things it says on the tin. But, it, it, you know, you haven't sort of wasted time striving for that, you know, perfect uh, shipped product. So it, it really depends. And I think, you know, with Nostra, you see uh, the full range of it, right? You have certain developers who uh, wait till they're, uh, you know, perhaps you could say wait a little too long to ship and some who ship a little too early and then others who do manage to find that sweet spot. 
of of shipping you know it's something that works but something that based on customer and user or more importantly user feedback they can iterate and improve future versions yeah and in a lot of like let's say the users um you know we look at our user retention um it could be a lot better and what can we do better as a non-dev um when i think about it you know the first the first exposure they'll have to noster uh might be damas amethyst uh uh, Coracle, Snort, um, the, I mean, the list goes on with these social uh, products or sh- social clients. That's their first uh, glance at Noster. So that's, you know, they, they haven't seen the whole world of the protocol yet. Um, so it, it it really is. I mean, it's it kind of looks like a a horse race right out the gate. You know, everyone's trying to ship all these products, um, ship all these features. And it seems like some stuff, you know, we we do get into bugs. We do have issues. So these people that come over, first exposure to Noster, they're like, well, what what the heck? This doesn't work. That doesn't work. Uh, so, you know, does that lead to some of the customer, the, I say customer, user retention? It'd be nice if there were customers, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's just one of those things that uh, it, it's, it's something we have to have patience with, um, you know, help where we can. You know, KW, this reminds me of um, Gondolorium's meme from a little earlier today where he has the used car salesman talking to a customer and then he's pointing to the car, the car which is supposed to represent the Nostra client. The salesman slaps the roof and says, the steering wheel and brakes might not work all the time, but we've optimized it for excellent gas mileage. And then you have the customer saying, don't you think it should all just work? And that's the world we're in. I, I butcher the meme by reading it out there, but but I think the point stands still. Yeah, and I I like to embrace the chaos. I'm I'm one of those types, uh, but it, it is uh, if we're truly trying to expand the net, you know, it's uh, it's something that you know we can all do better. Um, and even just uh, you know fielding, helping more uh, on the user side, uh, uh, always hitting the introductions and and, and really making feel people people want to be here. So they can kind of navigate some of those hoops that they might run through. Um, but yeah, ultimately, patience with the protocol. Uh, stay bullshit. Uh, the road is promising. And, and with that, uh, we turn it over to Condolorian in Marseille for the lightning round. Good evening or good afternoon, wherever you may be. Good morning, maybe. I think that was my, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, you're loud, okay. loud and clear. Good deal. Your, your helmet's, I, uh, your, your helmet's synced. <laughs> I've got a cough drop in my mouth, so if you hear me chewing on something, I'm, I'm still getting rid of this last little bit of uh, whatever I had. Um, no, I think that was the first meme I've ever had narrated of mine, and what a person, uh, Avi, to have you narrate my meme. Thank you. <laughs> He could actually do that. He could be the next uh, uh, meme audible. <laughs> audible memes. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, let's get into a little bit of news. <clears throat> I really appreciate and and like the discussion that you guys were just having. Um, you know, we've seen some discussion taking place on Nostra this week around um, interoperability. You know, some things working in in one client versus um, another client, Um, vice versa. You know, like you said, new users coming on board, expecting things to happen and work a certain way, and they don't. Um, And that having that patience with the protocol is uh, 
is important. You're and you, you hit the nail on the head with that. Um, I saw that LSAT uh, is working on collecting some of these issues, trying to document them kind of in a, in a more central place to make it easier to track. So when he comes across issues of client interoperability issues, um, he's trying to, to document those. Um, and so he asked that people tag him if they come across issues of, of interoperability between their clients. So tag LSAT, um, he's excellent and does a great job with what he does. I also want to add, because I had this conversation last week during the Freedom Fest. Uh, we were doing a panel with Eric and some other people. And I, one of the people were like, how can I just onboard my, my friends? I want to onboard everybody. And I think right now we're at that stage where, and I know I say this all the time and I sound like a broken record, but this is like the stage where it requires people to actually do proof of work in order to be a part of Noster. So it's not going to be mainstream right now. It requires individuals that can do the proof of work in order for it to work and for us to be able to create a protocol that is available for everyone that doesn't need to do the proof of work in the future. Agreed. I like to say you get out of you get out of Noster what you put into it, and I think that is uh, absolutely true, for better or worse. <laughs> Um, another conversation that I, I saw kind of taking place over a few days this week um, was around uh, value for value. So that's you know been talked about a lot over the past year with Noster, uh, especially when uh, once Zaps became pretty universal and having that Lightning integration, um, the idea of value for value to support content creators and um, app development, et cetera. Um, I saw a post from Max DeMarco. So, you know, Max makes a lot of excellent videos on Bitcoin and other topics. Uh, same with Joe Nakamoto. Um, Nostra Report made some announcements this week, which I'll touch on in a second here. Um, but all kind of touching on this idea of value for value and what what is its viability? Where does it fit, you know, in, in, in a content creator's um, wheelhouse of of tools for, for making their work sustainable. Um, Noster is still small. You know, are we just too early? You know, we see examples of where it works and how it can work. Um, but those seem to be maybe inconsistent or hit or miss. Um, so, so I don't know. I know we've had some discussions offline as well, but do you guys have any, any input on that, that topic before we move on to some of the news items? I think on, uh, the the idea or some of the frustration people share with value for value comes in my mind from a misplaced place uh, and you might have touched upon this as well which is it's i don't think a world in which it's just value for value and that that is the only revenue stream for content creators is going to exist anytime soon so i would think of uh so with my pushback to that sort of uh uh, complaint about value for value is it needs to be viewed as part of a broader set of revenue streams, right? It's, it's complementary um, to uh, other models, uh, could be subscriptions, could be something else, right? And then eventually that grows. Maybe we, we, there is no fly flywheel effect, at least that I'm aware of, for value for value just yet. But maybe that emerges over the next few years uh, and it becomes a more dominant uh, uh, 
a, a more dominant revenue stream. I know QW, you went off mute. I suspect you were going to say there is a flywheel for value for value. It's called <laughs> no, the wheel. I, I was just going to go just a straight, uh, like a layman example, like my idea of like, let's let's call, take a, take a fork of zap.stream and make it uh, street seat. And that street performer that just is there every day doing the same thing, uh, you know, he gets his money. He's already monetized his street performance. And what if he just puts his little stream up on, you know, street seat, uh, a fork of zap.stream and people zap him? I mean, it's just there's revenue to be had that, you know, they otherwise wouldn't be making through value for value. That's a great be beginning. Uh, I think that's the easiest way for anybody to just kind of monetize it and realize, you know what, this is kind of a big thing. Uh, it, you got to have the exposure and the awareness. Yeah, I I think that's well said, and I I'm excited to see um, you know people like Max and Joe um, who are serious about what they do with content, um, really giving value for value um, a shot, giving it uh, attention, and just kind of you know putting it to the test. I think that's going to be a, a a good experiment to watch um, and to be part of. I will say though, on uh, trying to do it on on let's say Noster now, I just don't. Yeah, it it we need a lot more people to make that. Uh, you know, the scaling is where value for value I think will work. Um, the 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 penny saved, penny earned from the thousands of people type of thing um, versus just the, a, a small uh, community. Excellent. Excellent. Think, excellent point. Yeah, not don't, like when it comes to creating content as a content creator. Like, Okay, some people like not even people that are like doing mainstream content creator creators are just using one revenue form. Everybody has to do multiple avenues in order for things to be profitable. So putting all your eggs in one basket in value for value, even if it wasn't if Noster was used by thousands of people by well thousands of people, yeah, but by millions of millions of people all across the world and it was like Twitter um or Instagram, it's it still makes no sense to put everything in one basket. And even it, like, as a, as a, I do marketing and as a person that does marketing, I have a very clear view that my product could not just be expecting to have one source of revenue or one, one client, one type of, of, of audience specifically, I need to diversify. So you can't just expect that everything in the future will just be value for value. You need to reinvent yourself and you need to create new ways of revenue. It's ridiculous to proceed and think, oh, I'm going to live off value for value forever because no one right now is using just one revenue stream, even if they haven't touched value for value. Well, those 21 sat zaps don't add up quickly enough. That's for sure. Yeah, well, generational wealth, Avi. <laughs> yeah, you lower your time <laughs> preference, Avi. <laughs> what is it bitcoin bitcoin's purchasing power needs to a million x from here for for that to be generational wealth? which is so early man yeah. <laughs> it's coming it's coming <laughs> no great points and thank you all for for um speaking into that it, it's it's an ongoing conversation that i think it's good to keep it in the forefront and and touch on it every now and then um, all right, let's get to some some news items. So, Nostra Report. Uh, we celebrated our first year anniversary this last uh, this past Wednesday, a couple days ago. Um, so, Nostra Report turned one. And if you missed our announcements last week, um, we have uh, currently paused our daily report 
um, laid it to rest. You know, we're, we're exploring how to best um, utilize the Noster protocol and the various apps. Um, Noster is a very different place in a good way um, today than it was a year ago. We've got a lot more clients, a lot more um, content types that are supported. Um, despite some of the issues that, that, you know, we talked about maybe with interoperability, we are light years ahead of where we were a year ago. Um, and that's a fantastic thing. And so, you know, we're looking at ways to, to best utilize the tools that are available just like we did a year ago. Um, so we, you know, we hope to have some more announcements, um, as we move forward about that. Um, Marce, I want to, um, toss it to you with this, uh, great orca, or orchestrathon. Yes. Uh, I, excuse me guys, if I can pronounce it, pronounce it orchestra. Isn't it just orchestrathon? <laughs> I don't know. I can't say it guys. This is my second language. Be patient. It's a lot of syllables, but yeah. Orchestrathon. <laughs> okay. So these Polish people just love syllables and I have this, this, just realize that okay so i guess the trathon um so uh the 21 for the polish 21 fork avi how do you say that that what he said they are pushing something called orchestraton which is a sapaton that will be occurring um this Sunday, and what they want to do is that they want to hold a sapathon to get funds in order to fund equipment for diagnosing, monitoring, and rehabilitating lung diseases of patients in the pulmonology wards for children and adults in Poland. So um, this to me sounds a little bit like what we do every year in Costa Rica. We do something called um, Teleton, which is like there's uh, shows and, and for a whole day there's music and different shows well they have an orchestra the great orchestra and what they do is that they they get funding from from people all over the world well from people in Poland that want to to do um to give money to this um to this charity in order to get funds to uh, develop a hospital infrastructure in Poland so they're doing this this time but the people from the 21 fork in poland decided that they were going to combine noster and bitcoin and get funding out from all over the world to help the orchestratron and i think it's super cool because first of all they're on geyser and it, i think it's the first time that something like a legacy uh charity like the orchestraton is also being included in the in noster and also bitcoin and the lightning network is allowing people from all over the world to donate and help the polish people get uh the equipment they need for lung diseases in the pulmonology wards so uh, if you guys are on it will be this sunday from um five yeah, no, 6 to 7 p.m. UTC to start this sapathon. It's a very unique sapathon. So you guys can, can uh, actually 7 p.m. UTC. It's a very unique sapathon. And you guys can go ahead and send some sats to help people in Poland uh, get um, medical equipment. I think this is super cool. We're using Noster and Bitcoin in real life. Uh, this is just what we want, right, guys? So let's let's do it. Let's Let's help them out. 
I was very impressed reading um, how they're doing it. Uh, it was it was kind of like everything I've always wanted a Zapathon to be in the past. Like I definitely saw. I, I even like went as far as making badges for second, third type of thing, but never really shipped it. It was never something that I can fully put everything together at the time. Um, but if you look at what they're doing. Uh, they're using Geyser, which Geyser, uh, if I zap my, let's say you zap their profile, it shows up on a leaderboard in Geyser. So it automatically, you don't have to sign in on Geyser, use a wallet connect, nothing. Yeah, you, know, you just use that LNURL and it donates there. Uh, and then it shows up on the leaderboard. So you basically have a zap life, um, LOL, uh, leaderboard uh, through Geyser. Uh, so when you do this Zapathon, um, it, they're also sending out uh, you automatically get a badge when you do this um so you participated um so they have a a, a goal they have um you know a, a cause they have a time slot so they're i mean it's full-on gamified uh, it's just really well done I, I i really think this is the way forward with uh, all these kind of zapathons is is, is, is the incentives uh, the community and the cause Love it. Marseille, uh, do you want to touch on, while, while we're on the topic of Geyser, do you want to touch on the, the next yes. item there? Yes, of course. Uh, so another cool thing, Geyser. Guys, I am super biased. I love Geyser. They're my like one of my favorite projects on Bitcoin ever. So like I find this super cool. They're doing limited edition rewards. So when you go ahead and put your project on Geyser, you can now have, have like specific rewards. They, this could work great if you have like I want to reach a goal and I need to incentivize people to reach this goal by a specific date. Well, now you have the um, Geyser Fun limited edition rewards and to get it started, they have some cool limit edition reward t-shirts that you could go and check out. They're very, they, they're super pretty. I I love the one that is um, create, designed by No Good. No Good is definitely the one of the goodest artists on NOS. This was a terrible pun, guys. So sorry, I, I'll stop this. Yeah, so go ahead. Limited edition rewards and guys are fun. Go check it out. <laughs> goodest. He is, I know I like I like I like I like no goods work. It, it no goods work is good. <clears throat> um, so let me, let me just touch on a few of the the tech items that we have um, noted here, and and then we'll turn it back over to you guys. Uh, so a couple of cool projects I saw this week: um, Noogle.lol, so a play on a popular search engine's name. Um, Noogle.lol uh, is uh, developed by Don't Believe the Hype, um, and it's a Noster search client utilizing um, data vending machines. Uh, so uh, just go to that web URL, Noogle, N-O-O-G-L-E dot L-O-L, and you can type in a search query. It'll pass it off to a data vending machine and and give you back some results. So um, it's early um, just kind of test, you know, he's testing it out and having fun with it, but, but, uh, we've seen some other, you know, search improvements coming. Um, Domus just, uh, released a new test flight update. Um, I saw an, another build was just pushed a few minutes ago, uh, 1.7 build five. And so this update, um, 1.7 introduces a new search feature, um, still a work in progress, uh, but, making improvements on the ability to search through notes, search through uh, full text, 
for users. Um, so if you're a Domus user on test flight, update and test that out. Um, some other new features with that build are um, mute words, the ability to mute words, um, to choose mute duration. So if you uh, want to mute a, an account, um, but only have it muted for a certain amount of time, um, you can choose the duration for that mute, which is, is pretty cool. And then as well, NIP42 um, relay auth support. Um, Damus Damus also launched uh, Damus.io share links um, to make it easier to share uh, previews of posts on other platforms or in your messaging apps. Uh, let's see, other updates. We got Primal updated their Android uh, um, client, uh, which now features the in-app Lightning wallet. Um, it maintains support for external Noster wallet, Connect wallets, uh, new Zap settings, and several other improvements. So if you're an Android user and you use Primal, uh, you'll want to check out that update. Uh, let's see. We got Formster. So uh, building forms on Noster. Formster version 1 is out with a complete UI overhaul, notifications of new form responses, uh, and more. You can check that out at formster.app. Wave Lake um, music streaming app has also launched on Android now. So no longer just iOS. Check it out. Download Wave Lake. And then, Marseille, did you want to touch on the uh, Noster native P2P Lightning Exchange. Yes, so Nagrunch, he is a developer that developed the LN, uh, LNP2P bot on on Telegram. So he has already created this like peer-to-peer -peer exchange bot on Telegram that is pretty cool. Well, now he also developed the uh, P2P exchange on Noster. So it, you can do it's like a peer-to-peer -peer exchange in air, in any fiat currency in the world. You can use it anywhere around the world, and is is using via is is via Lightning and is one hundred percent Noster native. So Nagrunch is actually one of the first people I heard Noster from. So I think um, his work is always excellent and is worth checking it out. So if you guys have time, go check out this new marketplace for um, exchanging Bitcoin to fiat or fiat to Bitcoin. Up to you. Awesome. Thank you. And with that, we will wrap up our lightning round. Uh, be sure to follow Nostra Report. We'll continue to post news and updates and look out for new content uh, types coming from us. So back to you guys. Perfect. Thank you, Marseille and Condalorian, for yet another comprehensive lightning round. And yeah. folks, Bobby, uh, hopefully uh, Corn got those uh, Damas updates. Uh, JB55's down there. Um, I, I didn't see a thumbs up. So. <laughs> Right. Uh, folks, it is uh, my pleasure to invite a couple of returning guests to the show, Pablo, with the Sovereign Engineering Cohort, and we have Zach returning to the show, and then two new guests, Stuart Bowman and G Sovereignty. So welcome, folks, to Plapchain Radio. Hey, guys, pleasure to be here. Very nice, very nice to hear all of you again. And nice to see some of those faces. She's so into that sort. And, and Pablo, I've got to say, it's uh, not very often that we have the head of the SEC on our show. 
So this is a special <laughs> show for us. Yeah, once we got uh, the approval for the, uh, the stupid ETFs, now we have some, some time. <laughs> no, the sovereign engineering cohort, the cohort, the uh, SEC. Yeah, and actually, you got you know, SEC was not my choice for for the name. I was the only person that voted against it, um, and the name that I liked that I proposed was Shipyard, uh, and we ended up not using Shipyard. And I was in love with that name, and that's why I named my my the Shipyard.pub. I named it Shipyard because I love the name so much. I wanted to do something with it. But yeah, SEC was like, a, <laughs> I think it was it started with Gigi said, oh, it was super funny. So we just run with it. I like it. It's to the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very in your face. So. <laughs> so, so Pablo, why don't we begin then with, for some of our listeners who might not be as familiar with the sovereign engineering cohort, what is it? Yeah, good idea. Okay, so what is it? Uh, we don't know yet. Uh, we're starting to get an inkling of, of, what it, of what it happens. But our basic idea was, what if we get a bunch of people that build stuff, uh, and also she's sovereignty, um, who, <laughs> who have very interesting ideas, who have proven themselves. Um, what if we get all of us together in the same place and, and just have discussions about many different things, um, many things that are not related to Noster or to Bitcoin or uh, technologies in general are, more, are a bit more like metaphysical, if you will, uh, and just see what happens. And it, it, it's very cool. Like even the, <laughs> the first day, so we started on January 8th, uh, and the first day um, on the day before Sunday, a bunch of people that had been arriving uh, got together. And in the morning of, of that Monday, Stu, uh, Stuart from, from Satellite, who was here, uh, mentioned that he had an, an idea based on a conversation that he had had the previous night. And, and that's 100% what we are, like the, the type of thing that we want to see, right? Like, the, the, what, what we keep thinking is building takes so much fucking time, so much energy. It's, it takes so long. If you build the wrong thing, you, you could be building during, for years and years and years before you realize that all that energy and that time was just a lesson on what not to build. <laughs> um, but what if, what if you have a conversation and you start building the right thing because of one conversation? Like what if you have a 30 minute conversation that changes you from building the wrong thing for, or, or building the right thing in the wrong way for years. So that's basically what, what uh, sovereign engineering is. If we take it down to a more uh, layman's terms, you could think of it, uh, Gigi defines it as, as an unhackathon. So it's similar to a hackathon in terms of the, um, the structures, a bunch of builders and whatnot, but you take out the monster or the red bulls and the uh not sleeping for 48 hours and and just writing code that you're going to throw away we we don't want to get build uh, get to build things that are disposable our intention is to build that from here there could be businesses we want because businesses is, is something that you build and that people are not coerced to interact with, right? Like they are willingly exchanging their, their sats 
for something that you're providing. So it's the ultimate, um, the, the ultimate value for value. So we, we want to see that type of things being built here. So it sounds like it's a mixture. You want a mixture of visionary, but experience to where you can kind of think through those ideas, but have the experience to where, oh, we've done that. We've done that. This is where that problem lies. This is what, uh, what you're going to run into there. Yeah, I mean, in a way. So, for example, one of the cool things is that for the first week, we had uh, Neil, uh, the guy that is doing a bunch of really cool UX stuff on, on Nuster. Um, he came over for, for a week uh, and he gave a couple of presentations and just in general, just having conversations. And even today, so the Mutiny guys, um, they, they, we, on, on Fridays, we all get together and we do like demo day, which takes like fucking five hours, uh, but we have barbecue afterwards, so it's, uh, it, it's all good. Um, and, and during the presentation, they mentioned that they were changing the roadmap of the Mutiny wallet based on the presentation that Neil had, um, had, had given out last or like two weeks ago. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of the, about builds. Like developers, we, we have enormous blind spots, uh, design, UX, but also product, uh, also why user experience matters. Like even Fiat Chef is like super bad with this. Um, and, and storytelling, like we're going to have someone um, that is very, very deep into to storytelling. And I think storytelling is absolutely fundamental. But developers will start, start building shit because we think it's fun to build it. But if you want to connect with people, uh, there, people are not trying to use an app. People are trying to do something. Uh, and there's a story behind that, that something. So that's the kind of thing that we want to shed some light into that, those blind spots. And typically, Pablo, in and I, I come from, uh, unfortunately, come from a, a world of enterprise product, product and software development. You typically have th those separation of duties, right? In, in that, in that quote-unquote well-oiled machine, uh, that is a enterprise software development org where you have biz dev that typically is they choose the right the people who are good at telling stories. There's product which also enhances those stories, and then you have the developers who are heads down focused on actually doing the real work. How how and, and maybe we can go around the horn starting with you, uh, Pablo. But in in the open source world, how do you? Uh, sort of address that issue because coordination, you don't get the same level of coordination that you get at, in a centralized entity that's doing enterprise software development, right? Yeah, so I think uh, for, for this question, which I think it's super interesting, uh, we're going to have very different <laughs> very different responses. Uh, I know she's already sees things uh, in a very different way. But from, from my perspective, um, organizations are just machines to execute the vision of a visionary. So like the, the archetype is Steve Jobs, obviously, or whatever, Elon Musk or someone like that. And the people around that person are, are helping increase the productivity of this one person. Um, and in, in open source, I, I think there is, we have a very deep lack of this, um, the, this um, bundling of different skill sets. And that's why we see that open source typically ends up being very interesting and very useful. Like obviously Linux or OpenSSL are incredibly important and useful things. Um, but the, the value that is connected to 
people is typically taken by someone else who is able to approach problems with a more uh, wider view of the problem, not just the technical part. Like the technical part is absolutely fundamental, but it's, it, it, there, there are other things that are also fundamental. Um, I think developers, we tend to not see those things because developing is fun <laughs> and we want to do the things that are fun. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, Pablo. So Zach, same question for you. Uh, uh, first of all, welcome back to Plapchain Radio and hope you're having a good time in Madeira. Uh, but uh, the, the question is, from your experience in the open source world, how, how do you think you address the the issue of coordination and separation of responsibilities. Yeah, um, well, thank you. Happy to be back. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I am certainly relatively new to open source stuff. Like, I, I, I hadn't really done any open source work up until maybe like three or four months ago. Um, so it's all still kind of new to me and I'm getting used to it. But I don't know, like, I think that it's kind of different. Like if you're creating an open source library, just that's kind of standalone for some random thing, you're just kind of like building it out of the goodness of your heart. And maybe you want to build a company around it or whatever. But I think that it's a, like open source in master is a bit unique because like interoperability is kind of at its core where like one master client isn't, isn't very powerful standalone. And like what makes it so cool is how it interacts with everything else in like the greater master ecosystem. So like from that sense, I think that it's it's very important to coordinate with people. Like while I've been here, I've been able to coordinate just kind of asking Pablo a bunch of questions about the NSEC bunker stuff to get that stuff ironed out. Um, and like that wouldn't be possible otherwise. Like in that kind of stuff is it, super important and um, it definitely accelerates everyone in the whole space forward. But like as a whole, I don't know, like I, I'm still learning a lot about open source and open to different ideas and it, it, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm curious to see how like defensible companies will be able to build in an open source model. Um, Cause I think that that's still relatively new and there aren't that like, obviously there are some, but there aren't that many examples of like huge tech companies that are just fully open source throughout the stack that have been crushing it. So um, I hope that Nostra will be able to kind of bring some of those to fruition, but um, yeah, I mean, I'll be, I'll, I'll be very curious to see. Thank you, Zach. And Stuart, welcome to Plebchain Radio. Yeah, thanks for having uh, me. Absolutely. So what are your thoughts on the topic? So, I mean, I think Noster is kind of in a special position. Um, like, I actually don't know much about open source other than, I mean, well, it's the foundations of what the whole internet's built on. <laughs> but, you know, like, that's like, retrospectively, we see that it is completely necessary, but it's like, it's a bit of a mystery of how to coordinate this activity. And I don't really know if it can be planned. I, I think that actually I have a sort of an optimistic view of the situation that I think um, what Nostra and Bitcoin are doing is natural because we have a set of shared values and we're building for freedom and we're building under like a very specific set of constraints because of that. And that's like one of the things I've noticed about being here in Madeira is that people are making very particular like opinionated decisions about the architecture of their apps and stuff, um, you know, to, to make it to where you can't get rugged. And like if from a purely practical standpoint, um, like short-term thinking, that's a terrible idea because it's making it a lot harder for us to build, to compete with centralized things. But I think it really, like when the chips really, you know, are, are down on the table, um, I think that this is like, 
building with this type of ideology is kind of a signal towards something that's sustainable. So um, I think there's a kind of market forces that are pushing Nostra in the right direction, even though there's a tremendous amount of redundancy and um, like a proof of work in some sense that is done to burn through 99 bad, bad ideas before you get to one good one. So, I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'll summarize that by saying, like, I think at the end of the day, maybe two years, three years from now, social networks like Noster are probably going to be the only ones that, is, that exist that are standing because they're the only ones that can re kind of resist being overwhelmed by um, spam. Like, I think it all comes down to commodities, um, things like compute, storage and reputation. And those are the only things that are not that are going to resist being um, sort of like uh, infinitely duplicated into the world we're heading into. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm fairly optimistic for that reason. Yep. That make, makes sense, Stuart. Uh, and then I do want to touch upon some. Well of the... said, well said, Stuart. Yes, for sure. Um, I do want to touch upon a couple of those topics, maybe a yeah. little later on. But before then, G Sovereignty, welcome to Blockchain Radio. And uh, what are your thoughts? And 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 by the way, I I'm I was hoping to hear the answer that you don't know what you're talking about. You actually don't need coordination. You don't need separation of of uh, of responsibilities. That's just an enterprise legacy thinking. This is the new way. But I don't yeah, know if you, you're going to give me that answer. <laughs> um, you don't need you don't need coordination. Um, you um, I mean it it helps, but it's really that's if you're centrally planning something then you need coordination of course because it's centrally planned and there's a role for that but you don't necessarily need it um, and if you can build something in a way that doesn't require centralization then you can take advantage of um of essentially what nature has come up with which is evolution from building things from the ground up by solving problems the problems that are right in front of your face solving them one at a time um, in, in a critical path towards something um, that, that delivers value. And uh, the way I think to do that uh, is to separate the uh, separation of concerns where you have like, for example, um, contributors, uh, like a, a contributor doesn't need to be a maintainer and they're, they're sort of separate roles, but a contributor can also be a maintainer. Um, but the roles are very clearly defined. Like a contributor is responsible for validating that a pull request uh, doesn't break uh, any existing any existing tests or it doesn't doesn't break anything in the code base um, whereas a contributor is responsible for solving problems and there are other roles and whatever and if you combine all these things together in the right way then you end up with a, a self-evolving system uh, which is the most efficient way of building love it yeah, I was uh, I was hoping to hear an answer in uh, in that vein. So appreciate you saying that, G Sovereignty. Well, why don't we talk about uh, some of the uh, I guess some of the, the the more fun projects that you're working on, or or one one important project that you feel that you're working on? Uh, maybe again we, we we go back to Pablo here uh, to start with, Pablo. Sure. Yeah. I um, so uh, for the past since Nostrasia, kind of, I I've been working on. <laughs> I started working on this uh, fans thing. Um, I was about to launch it um, during the um, podcast that I was recording with uh, with MBK and 
and Metadale. Uh, and then they told me that the name was really, really bad. <laughs> so, so yeah, after, after that, I decided to rebrand it. And I'm still working on that rebrand, which led me to, <laughs> led me to completely change the product again. Um, so the product now is back to being highlighter. Um, but it's an, an entire, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a superset of what highlighter used to be. Um, and it's, it's, it's like a patron or substack um, disruptor. Um, and it does a bunch of really, really cool things that, that substack and patron not being built on Nostr, they cannot do. Um, so that's where my focus is on. Um, I'm super, super glad, like I'm 99% sure that I'm going to launch it next week. So it's just ironing out the, the, the last few bucks, but yeah, that's, that's where, that's where my head is at because my, my whole point for the foreseeable future is that I think there is a time window in which Noster works or in which Noster doesn't work. Um, I, I don't think if we say, if we delay all the work that we're doing, if we delayed for 10 years, say, but magically no, per, no person, no person works on Noster for 10 years. I do not think if we restart that work in 10 years, that Noster can succeed. It, it, it might, maybe it's, it still could succeed, but I don't think so. I think there is a, this like this time window where we can make this change. Um, and I think this only works if we have enough, this is what I keep saying during software engineering, if we have enough economic activity within Nostr. So my whole point is increasing the GDP of Nostr uh, and going from we're sapping uh, one Bitcoin that we're sapping around to each other in 21 sets increments uh, into bringing more people into spending and earning money via Nostr. Um, because everything follows. Economic activity is, is the center of civilization. Everything else will follow. We already have developers. We, if, if we have 10x or 100x more developers, it's not going to make a significant difference in terms of adoption. Um, so my, my whole point is bring, provide a tool where people can earn money and where, where people can spend money in a way that they want to spend that money, that brings value to their lives, that is better than what they currently have. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the focus of my, of my work. Uh, my, my intention is to make a very significant dent uh, so that we can build businesses and we can, we can have developers uh, monetizing their products. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the focus of my work. So, so Pablo, I do want to push on uh, or understand better with the one point you were making, which is that we have a narrow time window. Do you say that because of the zeitgeist that this is somehow a shelling point in time and space for Nostra to happen? Or is it more uh, of an operational point that, look, all of this work has gone in for the, this last past one year. If you hit pause on it, there's no way we can pick it back up in a year or two. No, the, the thing is that if you look at how the internet has been working for the past, uh, for, for, for the past uh, couple of decades, it, it 
was in um, in a in, in a bit of um, of a stable position. It, it it was it was like a like a calm lake where there was innovation happening or whatnot. But the the way things worked were were stable. Um, the fact that Elon bought Twitter shows you like that is one data point proving that things have fallen out of balance on, on how the internet works. And there are many, many, many other cases, like the banning, of, obviously the banning of, of Trump, um, every, like the censorship stuff, even the woke culture. You see that culture itself is out of balance. So culture will find a new balance and internet is part of, internet is part of culture. So culture will find a new balance. When, when you are fighting to create a change with a system that is in balance, it's a hundred X more difficult. So right now we are, this, the system itself is out of balance. And that's why there is a window for Bitcoin and for Nelster and this kind of thing to, to make a change and to work and to, for the system to find stability on a new realm that might, and I think it will, include Nostra and include Bitcoin to, to a certain capacity. Mm -hmm. um, so it's much more about um, the, the conditions of, of what, where culture is at, rather yeah. than work that has been done for the past year. That, that's absolutely relevant. I mean, if you look at the, the growth of Mastodon and all the other protocols, they're, 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 things are in flux. Uh, and I, I think there's a window of opportunity that it would be a shame if we, if we waste. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes complete sense, Pablo. It is the zeitgeist, right? And it, it, there is, to your point, right, between culture and technology and everything else, things seem to be at, a, at that point of unstable equilibrium. And this is the point to strike because who knows where the next equilibrium point ends up? It might be too late. Totally. The, 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 next, the next point might be decades from now, multiple decades from now. So I think... Yeah. The, the, I, I had this conversation with Gigi and I started crying to get out of this uh, last, last week. Um, but, but there is a window of opportunity that is very important to strike. Well, it's, it's, a, it's fantastic that we get to be part of it. I mean, in my case, just as a shit poster, but you guys are the, are the real ones on the front lines. Uh, G sovereignty. I mean, you're uh, a thought leader. Don't 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 sell yourself short, man. Hundred percent. Don't sell yourself <laughs> short, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Uh, G sovereignty. Maybe the uh, a, a, a narrower version of the question that I the initial question I asked Pablo, which is, in your time uh, with the sovereign engineering cohort in Madeira, what is the most exciting thing that you've been working on? Um, the most exciting thing. About, well, so. Um, the most exciting thing I've been working on is, uh, for me, it's very subjective, right? It's it's my project, and that's I'm working on it because it's the most exciting thing to me. Um, but I've seen a lot of other projects that are that are equally exciting, um, ob objectively speaking. Um, uh, but what I'm working on is is Nostrocket, uh, which is basically um, at the moment it's essentially a, a problem tracker to replace GitHub issues. Um, uh, but ultimately, uh, it's a way to uh, build uh, companies in a way that doesn't rely on, on governments, um, so that we can collaborate without without anchoring our our infrastructure in in the state, which um, I think is important if you're doing anything 
Bitcoin related because uh, either Bitcoin can survive or the state as we know it can survive, but not both. And so if, you're, if your company is anchored in the state, um, uh, they're, they're coming for you if you're doing Bitcoin stuff. Um, so I think that's that's the most important problem um, to solve at the moment um, uh, for me. And and Noster's, Noster is uh, critical in that. Um, it just, um, without going on a huge rant, um, it'd be basically impossible um, to solve this problem without Noster um, because you need that open social graph uh, in order to have, uh, in, in order to really collaborate um, without without governments and, and big tech getting in the middle. Um, but the most exciting thing really is is not that. The most exciting thing is just having everyone together in one place. Um, the speed that ideas percolate around and uh, we're essentially forming one sort of human neural network, I guess. Um, uh, we're, we're reasoning about like what NOSTA really is, what Bitcoin is, what we're doing what the, what the important problems are and it's a way to sort of synchronize up um everything that everybody knows uh so that we're not building in the wrong direction uh, like pablo mentioned before like building in the wrong direction is very very expensive um and and um yeah i mean i mean the 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 future right now is up for grabs because things are unstable and um the, the, the stuff that I've seen at Sovereign Engineering so far really like highlights that we have a massive opportunity. Like this, we have every, we have everything. We can do anything right now with this. We can go any way we want um, as long as we as long as we actually like um, deliver some some results. Yeah, well, well said, G Sovereignty, and you know QW. I love it when our back-to-back uh, -back shows have echoes of each other because uh, we had Arcanox last week and he touched upon Nostra Rocket as well. Yeah, well, we were talking about the uh, Nostrasia. Um, uh, they, they, they did the presentation together. Uh, and actually, I'm going to have the, the, the privilege to meet Arcanox. He's coming to Culture Shock uh, uh, in Phoenix, my hometown here. So we're going to have some fun together in IRL. So that's good. I'm looking forward to that. I was just, I was just going to say, um, Arcanox is awesome. And, um, uh, the way he thinks about, um, using like Nostra for, uh, real world stuff is, is awesome. Anyway, to be, uh, I'm jealous of you, QW, but be able to hang out with him. Uh, I won't be able to. Yeah. I wish he was here. You'll just have to see him in cyberspace, huh? All right, uh, let's do uh, Stuart next. Um, yeah, so probably, I mean, I'll say the same thing as G Sovereignty. I'll just tell you guys what I'm working on. Um, so I've been building satellite.earth this whole time. Um, Nostra client just runs in the browser. And so about three months ago, I, I got the idea. I, I'm just like, I, I realized that like there's been a lot of, um, a, you know, development on the Nostra client's um, side, but there hasn't really been as much innovation on the relay side of things. And so a, a few months ago, I started working on a satellite. I don't really know what to call it yet. I, I'm kind of going between like satellite node or satellite instance or satellite relay or something like that. But it's basically what it is. It's like a relay client. 
and um, it can run on a server, it can run on a Raspberry Pi and Umbral, and actually it can also run on, on a, uh, like a, like a laptop, like a OS X, um, windows, uh, Linux kind of thing. So I think that what needs to happen is that we have to sort of like decommoditize relays, um, in some sense. And I think that would really help with Noster adoption because like, if you take a look, take a look at Mastodon. So what Mastodon is doing wrong is that they don't have interoperability. Um, the data is still siloed. You're, you still have, you know, you've traded one big tyrant for a thousand tiny tyrants. Um, you can still get rugged um, and they don't have any cryptographic identity. So we all know what Mastodon's doing wrong, but one thing they're doing correctly is the onboarding is a lot easier because it's, you know, it, it, there's more of an incentive alignment between the people who are hosting the data and then people who are kind of admitting, moderating and organizing the data. So my idea is, is just try to try to build kind of like a framework for having communities and relays be more aligned with each other. So the vision is, is that you'll, it, people will be able to run like these, like a Noster full node in some sense on their own computer or on their own server, um, or maybe both at the same time. And then they'll synchronize um, with the neg entropy protocol maybe, <laughs> which is really cool. It's the thing that stir fry made to synchronize their relays, but that's a detail, it doesn't matter. Anyways, the idea is, is that I want to build a kind of like base level infrastructure for Noster so that there can be like a hundred thousand relays instead of like a dozen that everybody congregates around. Um, and uh, so that's kind of half of it. And then the other thing kind of goes back to what I was saying before about kind of like, I sort of see the value of Noster being its ability to exchange commodities for money in a way that is like way more frictionless than other things. And I do think Noster is going to be a big social network in the future, but it doesn't, it's not, it's probably not going to compete directly with existing things on that basis. It's probably going to um, like what differentiates it is the fact that it's a very frictionless marketplace. And, you know, we can see demand for like commute, compute and storage is going to be a huge thing in the future um, because of AI and because of other, other reasons. So Noster, especially with the DVMs, which has actually been a big focus of this time in Madeira, um, there's a kind of an opportunity, I think, for Noster to act as the infrastructure layer for that. So I want to, I've been working on it. I've actually been telling G Sovereignty it's almost done for like two weeks now and he's getting pissed off at me, <laughs> but probably by next week, I'll have a deployable version of it. And um, you can run basically a relay on your computer and you can back up all your data and the data of people you follow and you can sort of curate your own social graph. And I think that that has some value to it um, because you know that's what everyone's kind of doing anyways when they're using social media is you're effectively curating data. So Noster allows us to lean into that cryptographically quite explicitly. And I think that's going to have tremendous value in the world because um, like the source of truth is going to be the, the only data set left standing. So if we can have a, um, web, you know, build a web of trust that is a signal in, you know, what is otherwise a very polluted information environment, then Noster will, I think, relatively uh, benefit from that. So that's the long answer. I won't get too long winded, but, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Corn, I'm not sure if you're uh, taking notes, but Pablo and Stuart both have, uh, they're both shipping something big next week. Get that Nostra report ready. Um, Zach, what's up? Yeah, I'll be short and sweet with mine. So um, for me, I've been working on Flare pretty much 
every day so far here. That will be changing soon. I'm going to start to shift back a bit into Floxer and amp up some of the features there so we could hopefully really start, uh, like, yeah, getting a bunch of Bitcoin meetups and stuff actually using it. Um, I think that a lot of the NSIC bunker stuff will be huge, making onboarding a lot easier. Um, and yeah, super excited to kind of get back on that train and see how that goes. Um, still, we'll be working on Flare, obviously. Um, I think that I have got it to a state now where it's like, it's good enough for a lot of you. Like you could post your video there. It'll, you could edit it. I, I just put, um, post that feature today. Um, and yeah, like I'm just kind of excited to see what people start to do with it. How many people start to post podcasts and stuff there. Um, but yeah, we'll be revisiting Flux through a bit um, and kind of, kind of developing that a bit more and, and seeing where that takes us. And with Flare, how do you how do you uh, as as someone that's building a, a project like that? How how do you mitigate some of the you know someone just uploads something they ripped off YouTube? Yeah, you cross your fingers and hope they don't because I really don't want to deal with that. Um, I mean, yeah, I, ultimately the the good answer is I don't have any sophisticated way of doing that as of yet. Um, in some sense, Noster kind of we don't have a, a great solution for that. Cause like, it's not like if it's a note that's just out there on relays, I mean, you could always like, you could block that one single note, but then it could get re-uploaded. Uh, yeah. It, it's a, it's a very difficult problem. Um, and obviously in some cases, like clear cut where like there'll be a DMCA takedown request and blah, blah, blah. But then what about if it's more of a blurred line situation? Like, I, I don't know, on YouTube, a lot of the creators get demonetized when they maybe include like a, a uh, 30 second segment of another video, um, but it's considered not fair use. Uh, and like, there's a, a lot of blurry lines there that are going to have to be dealt with. Luckily, I think we're still small enough that we don't have, we don't have a big enough target on our backs yet. So we'll be able to avoid those problems for the near future, but it's definitely going to be something that's going to start to, yeah, start, start to become a problem as, as we grow. So, um, so, so I, Zach, like, I think, yeah. Is the is the chief compliance officer and the chief legal officer at Flare dot pub Zach Meyer? <laughs> I'm going to consult with our legal team tomorrow. But I mean, yeah, yes. The, the short answer is yes, and they are they are um, underperforming. Well, Avi, it, it creates a, it, it's an interesting. Um, you know, we we all learn as we go. Uh, uh, these problems arise and you fix them but uh like case in point in the value for value environment you know i see a lot of people making zaps off uh corns memes you know they will just repost uh they'll they'll have a little uh, gallery in their their phone of all the corn memes and they'll just be making uh zap here zap there uh it's kind of the, it almost incentivizes it a little bit to where you can uh kind of rip someone off and 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 actually make monetize it so um you know it, it's something we have to tread lightly with in the value for value side so, of things right so qw quick side note uh, are you telling me my mother lied to me uh, when she had me on on my uh, on her knee as a toddler but when she told me that cheetahs never prosper <laughs> uh she lied to you a lot more than that avi I, i'm sorry <laughs> All right, let's 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 get back to business. <laughs> All right, um, you know what, Stuart? I'll start with you on this. What's your favorite project you abandoned? <laughs> so, <laughs> I was really enthusiastic about the in NIP seventy two communities like um, a few months ago. I even had a talk at it on it at Nostrasia, um, and I abandoned them because I think that there is ultimately 
a misalignment of incentives between the with the way it's currently implemented um because like if you you know if you're like someone who's like moderating a let's say a subreddit for lack of a better term you probably should be the person also hosting that data and that's just so I, I was I, I the front page of satellite.earth right now is currently a big list of all the NIP72 communities and I want to replace that with the list of relays essentially and the relays um, could be a community but they could also be a whole bunch of other stuff so I I just got, I think the I, I got tired of having having to explicitly define what the interface was for these communities and try to have like a consensus like a pre-consensus model about what communities should be. I just think we should just let see what people do given complete free reign over their own server and having their, you know, a server that's interoperable with all the other servers, unlike, unlike Mastodon, where the identities are interoperable. So um, <laughs> I don't know. That's probably it. I've been pretty laser focused. I don't think I've abandoned anything um, other than that. Um, I'm trying to think here. Let me see. I was, I was really. I think. Uh, let me. For, about, about when I first started making this satellite relay thing, I started trying to make an entire browser, and I spent about three weeks on that. And then I realized after about three weeks, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I trying to make a browser? This is a terrible idea. It took people like 20 years to make a browser. So at that point, it was sort of like um, I had to uh, have some humility, and I was like, what am I actually trying to do? And I realized, no, we already have browsers. What I need to do is make something that runs alongside a browser. People can use a browser to browse, but they need to have like something that gives superpowers to their web apps, essentially. So that's that's what I'm working on. Um, it's been a long, winding road the last five months, but I feel like the threads are finally starting to um, weave themselves together. We'll we'll see. It definitely helped being here. My voice is hoarse from talking to people. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I've, the level of conversation has been kind of intense. I don't normally get real life interactions like this. It's mostly through text. So yeah, it's been great. I uh, I, I had an odd, well, it's kind of one of those aha moments in Noster. Um, someone was just, I'm on like Domus and, and I see someone posting some woodworking stuff and I'm like, you know, you should probably uh, post that in, uh, on, on satellite.earth in like a woodworking section. And he responded, I am. It was kind of like a oh, because they all talk to each other. Everything <laughs> is 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 visible, uh, but you just assume it's in this other you know app or platform. Uh, but it's just the cohesion in Noster uh, is just really an aha moment there, and that that was neat. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I think there's a balance actually that we need to have. Like there um, on this Nip Twenty Nine thing, um, which has sort of been, I guess, I just found out about this today actually from Pablo about that people have been talking about this relay thing, um, like aligning relays with communities for several months. And I think, you know, it's it's a good sign actually that pe that, you know, I'm coming up with this idea independently. I'm glad people have been talking about this because that sort of validates it in my, in my mind. Um, I, you know, I think there's something like important about having a balance between like containment and dispersal of information. Um, like the people were complaining that like, I don't want to participate in a community if I know that it's going to go on my timeline everywhere, but by the same token, I don't want to be totally cloistered. I want to have a kind of like select a membrane that selectively is like selectively permeable. And 
I think it's actually a pretty good metaphor. Like biology is a pretty good metaphor for the kind of structures we build in social media or we should be building. Um, in, like it's, it's really is an extension of biology in some sense. And a cell is fundamentally a thing that keeps some things in and some things out and it gets to choose. And that's what defines the boundaries of the cell. So Noster is a kind of a wide open interoperable network and that's a great substrate, but we have to kind of make these, I think we need to start making more like resilient organisms that can attempt to like figure out what is the scarce thing that we're trying to get. Um, you know, we can use money as a proxy for it. It's certainly not attention. It, it, it might be like participation or genuine contribution or, you know, it, whatever it is, it's probably proportional to the number of engaged users. So I, I think about this, um, those developing Nostra like in a very biological way, um, as a, as a guide, I think that's, that's actually a pretty good way to think about it. Interesting. G sovereignty. What's your favorite project you abandoned? Um, uh, probably like I, I spent like a week uh, trying to replace Git with um, with like well, kind of like replace GitHub really uh, by like pushing uh, Git repos as Nostra events so that they could just live on relays. And I spent a, a, you know, a week doing that, and it was really a fun, a really fun week. But um, turns out it was a really like dumb way to do it. So I, so I gave up on that and, um, um, yeah, that was like the thing I kind of wish I could keep doing that because it was just fun, but I don't know. I was also kind of really angry at GitHub at the time, which also made it kind of fun to do in a weird twisted way. Um, yeah, but I actually, I wanted to also mention, um, I think Stuart's, Stuart's project, what he's working on with the, his, his, um, like local only relay is uh, actually like the most exciting project um, that I've that I've seen uh, at, at Sovereign Engineering. Um, just just wanted to say that before I uh, close up. Well, no, no. Uh, I mean, that's that's high praise there, Stuart. Uh, don't fuck this up. Yeah. No, geez, I've been talking to G. Actually, I met G, um, G down at uh, Nostrasia. I mean, not Nostrasia, uh, Nostrica, almost a year ago, and I remember having. Uh, a conversation with him that inspired a lot of these ideas. Um, so, yeah, I think you deserve some credit. Yeah, I love your podcast, by the way, G. So, appreciate you on that. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and make some more episodes <laughs> while I'm here. I thought that might have been your favorite project you abandoned. <laughs> I, I, didn't even, I didn't even remember that. I've like almost given up on that. <laughs> I have to interrupt you guys to say that I love it when developers say like I met um, this guy or that guy or we started working on this together during Nostrica or Nostracia. I'm really excited. It makes me super happy to see that like what we do actually serves a purpose. It wouldn't have been possible without Marseille. That Dude, is Mar Marseille, I, I, I must say that sovereign engineering exists basically because of Nostrica and Nostracia. The, you have no idea how important both of those conferences have been. It's, the, it's impossible to explain how important they, they've been, but they please keep, keep working on that. It's very, very, very useful work. Just wait. We have some news coming up, you guys. Just wait. Fuck yeah. Oh, I'll break it here, Marseille. Come on. Drop the tea. No. <laughs> I love to keep this one. 
I'll tell you guys soon. All right. To keep it moving, uh, Zach, what's the favorite project you abandoned? Yeah, for me, there was one short-lived project where I wanted to kind of create like a, a poly market, prediction market style thing on Master. I thought that, I don't know, it just kind of made sense to do on Master. It would be really easy to integrate with Lightning and it would be a cool way to move a bunch of sets around and maybe make some money out of Master if I could take like one or two percent. Um, and it was cool. Like I made a little like demo thing. I think actually Pablo is the only person that's ever seen it. It never made it live. It was only ever local. Um, but I don't know, maybe one day I'll revisit it. I still think it, it's a cool idea. And there's, I think that actually though, um, some of the mutiny guys are, are working on something similar now with their, um, their kind of, I forgot what they're calling it, but they're like stat duels or, or whatever. Um, uh, I think, I think that stuff is super cool. And I think that prediction market stuff makes sense to do on Master with Bitcoin. It's just a matter of time until someone executes it well. All right. And uh, last but not least, the uh, the, the Nostradamus Yeah, what's up? This is, this, this is not a fair question to Pablo. This is, Asking him the, his favorite project that he abandoned is worse than asking him to choose between his children. <laughs> the Nostradamus as Guy Swan called him. <laughs> um yeah that's a, that, that is a tough question um i'm actually going to pick a, a non-nostal project because that's that's gonna make it uh easier um yeah so my my first big 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 open source project uh i started coding when i was uh, a kid uh, i think i was like 11 years old uh, and it was an, an email client because i just installed linux uh and all email clients sucked balls uh and i started i i i I just read a book about C programming and I thought, okay, I'm going to learn how to write proper C by implementing an email client. I, I know I cannot do it, but I wonder why I can't do it. So I started working on that project and I released a first version that could fetch emails. You could not send emails um, and it worked. And I worked on that project for like um, three or four years uh, and it became like super popular. And yeah, as time went on, I started like I needed to make money because <laughs> I was from Argentina, and I was getting like very little donations from like value for value. <laughs> I was getting like fucking a hundred bucks a month or something like that, which to me was a lot of money, but not enough to to sustain my my myself. That's so yeah, a whale, I had to. Man, that's a whale on here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I had to abandon that project, but. Every once in a while, I, I still go to the website. Uh, it's, it's still live on sourceforge.net. Um, and I, I look at the screenshots in, <laughs> with nostalgia. So by far, that was my favorite project. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, Pablo, I was hoping you would, you would talk about a Nostra project that you abandoned. Because I'm told that Nostra is a scam and it cannot scale. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I, I heard that on, on Rabbit Hole recap, so it must be true. <laughs> so, so, Pablo, so you did have a you did have a as as did many of us, but uh, you had a strong reaction to that. So maybe maybe let's just talk about that for a moment. Do you want yes. to state Shinobi's argument to try and steal Mandus to the extent that you can? But but more importantly, what is the rebuttal? 
No, sure. I'm still running it. It's easy. Um, and <laughs> and breaking it down is even easier. But yeah, like the, the still money is that you cannot have all the data that Twitter has because running a relay. <laughs> I mean, it's retarded. But running a running a relay that has that hosts all the data, like has all the state that Twitter has, like. Twitter spends a shitload of money on operations, right? So how is a relay, how is fucking Semisol going to run, uh, <laughs> going to be able to host all the data on his basement, right? Like, okay, it's impossible, which is idiotic um, because I, this, this is a byproduct of the confusion that all these different silos have created that the state of the silo is the state of the world. And the people expect uh, that you'll be able to see, um, it's just I would query the same database, basically, because that's what these silos are, query the same database for what happened in Kenya or what is happening in whatever uh, Taylor Swift followers um, to follow with a trope that <laughs> that has been established in Southern Engineering. There are some people that are absolute fans of Taylor Swift. So, um, oh, Paul, the, real quick, are, you're yeah. making the distinction between local state and global state, right? Yeah. So, 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 yeah, absolutely, and that's that's the that's the the pivotal point, right? And I think Shinobi coming from 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 Bitcoin. Uh, and I mentioned this on the on the podcast I recorded uh, with MBK recently. But the, the 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 coming from Bitcoin, where global state is the only valid state, like you cannot have a single byte of difference of the global state because you are in a split, and a split must like by definition the split must be addressed. Otherwise, you are on a different chain, right? You cannot have a partial view. Uh, of what's the, the status of the of the state of the system. That's not true for Noster, and that is not true for reality. Because I can see what's happening right in front of my of my house right now. I can see the trees, I can see the sea and whatnot. But I cannot see what's the what are the trees doing right now in Argentina. It it's idiotic thinking that you can have that level of 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 um, of state. And it's irrelevant. And what many people and people like Shinobi would, would say, um, I, I'm pretty sure I, I haven't heard Shinobi say this, but it's within his line of thinking, is what happens if you follow a million people? You cannot follow a million people in Noster. And it's true. And it's retarded. Like, who the fuck follows a million people? Like, what's the point? Like, humans don't work that way. So why design systems that don't work for the... 0.00001% of cases, but they work incredibly well given the trade-offs of you cannot follow a million people. Um, so uh, that that's kind of the extent of the of the of the issue. Um, Noster has a, a very beautiful thing with the with the relay setup uh, because Noster really is kind of like client-server architecture, but the fact that signatures are bare, so the like the authority of the data is in the data instead of where the data is coming from. Um, it has horizontal sharding, organic horizontal sharding by default. So the way Twitter hosts so much data or YouTube hosts so much data is that not each server has the entire copy uh, of the data. So they shard and then it's the same thing like Ethereum does and like sharding is, is a thing in databases. Um, 
So they split the, the data in, in multiple containers, if you will. Um, and then you can query throughout all the shards to get the, the, the partial view that, that you, that you want to have. Nostr has that by default. Just relays are the shards. And relays are distributed, like the shards are organized organically. Um, so it scales. It just scales in a very different way. In the same way that Bitcoin scales in, in a very different way, and you have to get really creative with how to scale Bitcoin, Nostr is even much simpler because it's just life. It's just organic. Love it. Yeah. Uh, we'll maybe go around the horn to see if uh, anyone's heard heard that uh, uh, that rant by Shinobi on Rabbit Hole Recap recently, uh, G-Sovereignty. Did you? That Nostra is a scam and it cannot scale. Any thoughts on that beyond what Pablo just said? I, I didn't. I haven't listened to it, actually. Sorry. <laughs> No worries. Yeah, Stuart or Zach, well, maybe stop with Stuart. Uh, yeah, no, I, I have not, um, I have not heard that, but it doesn't surprise me. I they've mean, been in the lab, Avi. They've been, they've been, uh, they've been actually working in this uh, SEC movement. <laughs> well, we've been doing things like uh, surfing and um, drinking beer and stuff, and also we get barbecue every Friday. It's working is a bit, <laughs> not the entire time. You're expanding your consciousness. Exactly. Which is more, which is the most important thing. Exactly. Zach. Yeah, I, I listen to it. I think that, like, I think I don't know. I've been listening to Shinobi a decent amount when he like, like he likes to join ordinal spaces and argue with Udi. So, like, Shinobi has a lot of really strong opinions that, and I, I think a lot of what he says, he just kind of likes getting a reaction out of people. Um, I think it's just a matter of kind of slowly onboarding him and like purple pilling him onto Nostr. To get aligned with his values well and it's just like like they're they're in this on the scale the scope of arguments within bitcoin i think that this is this is something that's very easily resolvable and it just maybe we just need pablo and shinobi on a podcast together to to hash things out go ahead Stuart. i mean i do want to say like i think in general it's valid criticism to like think about the scaling of noster i don't know what his specific claim was but I have thought about before that, like, given, I, I do think that, like, if Nostra had, like, suddenly, like, a million users joined or something like that, it is possible that we could overload the current relays. Um, I think the thing that really needs to be figured out in the future, like, long-term scaling is that some way to incentivize relays to get paid, um, because otherwise it's going to end up like torrent trackers, where it kind of works, but it's not going to have this, like, really, really, really fast growth curve, so... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we could think about it constructively. It, it Avi, it is a good point to make. Uh, yeah. On the dawn of my uh, uh, today, I just uh, renewed my Nostra.wine uh, subscription uh, relay. So uh, support your relays. Uh, it, it, you know, it, whether it's you know you're you're trying to gauge your performance or not, uh, support the network. Contribute. Uh, the the strength of a community is the contributions. So. Well, that is a. I, mean, I, just, I just do want to play that point uh, out a little long, uh, a little more, KW, because uh, you know there is limited amount of space in people's mothers' basements, uh, and that space doesn't pay for itself, right? These the, <laughs> these relays at at this point, for the most part, are being are are, are uh, being run out of the goodness of people's hearts. Right, so if you are thinking about, so maybe Pablo, turn, turn this back to you, right? Is there is that a concern? First of all. 
right? That it's it's mostly voluntary activity. Uh, and how how do how does it handle millions of events? No, yeah, it's 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 not a concern whatsoever from my perspective. I, I used to very early on. I used to have this concern. Actually, my my first call with uh, with Milian from from Primal was about the economics of of relays. I I don't have a concern. I think relays will not be monetized in in that direct way. Uh, relays are too far removed from from what the user sees. Uh, even if we list it and even if we make them more prominent with regards to communities and, and stuff like that, I think those relays, like community relays, those might be monetizable uh, a bit more directly, but uh, I don't think people will, like the, the vast majority of people are not going to, uh, to, to buy a relay subscription. Um, in the same way that most people are not paying for Twitter database access. People use Twitter, they might pay for Twitter Blue. Um, I, I think relays are simply cost centers of something that has revenue. Um, and relays are important to support that, that the revenue that, that will exist, it doesn't exist yet. Um, but, <laughs> but if you are, uh, if, if a client like whatever Primal or Deimos or or whatever client is is uh, creating revenue, they mm -hmm. will very gladly support the cost centers in the same way that Twitter, like Twitter gets revenue from advertisements and from the Twitter Blue program. And part of that revenue goes to support the Twitter infrastructure. And in that same way, in a more decentralized way, but in, in, in the same way, I think there will be these cost, cost centers and things will be figured out economically. We, I, I don't see voluntarism or running a relay on your base. Like the relay, I, I, I think it's a good analogy is the idea of, oh, I'm running a Bitcoin node as, yes. okay, here's a badge for running a Bitcoin node. Okay, how do you use it? Oh well, I don't know. It's there. It's it's helping the network. It's it's it it doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's like you run a Bitcoin node for you. If you're not using your Bitcoin node, you're you're running a Bitcoin node for nothing. Like you're not helping anyone. Uh, and a, a relay in your basement, like I run a personal relay. I run a personal relay just for my archive. I don't expect to have. <laughs> to make money out of my personal relay. I, I think the network, like things, things are figured out at the margins. And I think that's where the issues like, like these confusions stem from is the fact that we try to create a global view to solve all the problems. And we're thinking in a top-down way of how do relays get monetized? How do relays sustain themselves? Each relay will find it out on its own. <laughs> and yeah, go it's ahead. A problem. It's, I, I think it's, that does make sense, right? I, I, what you're saying, uh, but it's, I want to push that a little further, though. If I'm understanding what you're saying, it's basically uh, a, a, there is going to be a coupling between clients and relays, right? Relay is the cost backend for the revenue generating product, which presumably will be the client, right? Or through some subscription or whatever it is that it mm -hmm. ends up being. Is that a good thing? The fact that relays and there's the, such a strong correlation, or would it be better if there was, it was a more independent distribution the way you have in Bitcoin between, you know, nodes are completely independent from wallets, which are completely independent from, for the most part, from miners, right? 
No, 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 no. So I, I don't think there must be uh, a coupling. It, it, those are two different things. You can still have, I, I mean, you will still have independent relays from, from clients. It's just maybe the client will pay part of the subscription to different relays, the relays that their users are using. But it's not the user that will go in and buy a Nostradamus subscription and an even the Nostradamus subscription. And, because it's like all these relays, they, what's, what's, how is a person going to make the decision of which relay subscription to buy? So this is stuff that will be figured out. The, the way I've been thinking about it is the application that the user is using to use Nostr is the window to, to, the, um, to the economy of Nostr. And through that window, the, the users, people take action. And part of the, 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 the value that, that is going through that window is going to the different service providers, is going to the different parties that this individual person is interacting with um but it doesn't have to be an explicit uh, buying of a nostril wine subscription i i think it, i mean i think it's great that these things are being experimented with but this is not uh the this current uh economic model for relays is not the economic model that that will be true uh, when Nostra has 100 million users. Um, so it, it's great, it might work now, um, but, but I don't think the conclusions that we take from when Nostra has 2,000 active daily users are, are going to, to be representative of when Nostra has whatever, millions of active daily users. But doesn't it worry you that if you have like clients selecting specific relays and recommending them, it would like centralize data again and we fall into the same problem that we have right now with information being stored in specific locations? No, not really, not really. The data is better. Uh, as long as relays are, as, as clients and relays are providing signatures, you, you, you can go You can go anywhere. So for example, like the 7 e application is, uh, I mean, I haven't tried it, so I'm, I'm speaking from the notes that I've read about it, but it, it, I think it, it's a good example, right? Like it's, it's this application that is sort of like an author client, but not really. Um, I, I know that you cannot take your key as I don't know if you can choose your relays, um, but it's it, it it's really not part of the Nostr system in a similar way to Minds.com. Um, so as long as clients follow, to to me, the important part is that uh, clients follow something like the Outbox model where Alex Jones decides to come to Nostr and he censored from everywhere, but he can run relay.alexjones.com and people that are using Deimos or Primal or CVD or whatever application, they can interact with Alex Jones without realizing that they're connecting, connected to something different. They, are just, they just want to read Alex Jones and they just go to Alex Jones and it works. Um, so as long as that stays, and I think that needs a lot of work because the like this type of outbox model is is very um, not widespread enough. 
uh, I think we need more, more support. Uh, that's the part that concerns me. That's the part that worries me. Uh, I think we are trending in the right direction, at least from a narrative standpoint. Uh, I, I would like to see more, more implementations of that. But I think that's the crucial component. Like the other part, the economics will sort them out. <laughs> Gee, you got your hand up. Yeah, I just, um, so like, uh, I don't even view Nostr as an architecture. I don't, I don't view it as, as, I don't view relays as fundamental to Nostr even. Um, the entire architecture, the entire, the, the technical way that we, we do things, I think is not, it's relevant because that's how it's pragmatic. But like Nostr is really a community of, of people uh, with, with certain values and what keeps us to keep us together is the, is those values not the technical architecture underneath it and we'll heel climb towards whatever technical architecture is required at the time based on the on the on the circumstances we're in i agree with this i'm gonna let Stuart speak i just want to say that i agree with this 100 percent. i don't think it's all about the relays i do think that there's a lot of solutions that need to be thought and maybe we should consider some things in the future, right now, we have the technology we have, but eventually things will evolve and we don't need certain things of that technology right now. Go ahead, Stuart. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you, G. Um, I, I think that um, relays are like, it's what we have right now, but it's it is it's just like the transport layer. Like Nostra is more fundamentally is, is just a shared data layer um, that relays, you know, the reason why Nostra was adopted and where whereas a lot of, you know, P2P um, attempts failed is that it was just fast and it worked. So it was like, you know, not trying to over optimize the transport layer at expense of everything else first. I think that was a good decision, but yeah, maybe in the future we could move to other, we, we could have multiple redundant transport layers and Nostra would still be Nostra. So yeah, it's a really good point. It, it would be Nost though. <laughs> <laughs> Avi, I'm getting a little buyer's remorse on my uh, Nostra.wine subscription. Yeah, man. Uh, you heard it here first. For uh, QW, I, I do want to be cognizant of the fact that it's past midnight for uh, our friends here. So I, I do want to end on <laughs> one head scratcher for me, uh, which I saw today from Pablo. Uh, <laughs> Pablo, what was that NIP 88 thing all about? <laughs> oh yeah, the <laughs> now the NIP eighty eight is um so when I when I wrote NIP eighty nine um which is this um this way of finding applications without having to go through an app store um so say for example it, it, that's when I was working on the, on Substar and I wanted people to be able to if if they see a comment on a song. Uh, that they are able to see the comments on the song on Deimos or Amethyst, for example, and they can tap on the song event, even though Deimos or Amethyst didn't support uh, this song type. Um, it, it, the, the, the client, without knowing anything else, knows that it should go to Substar, but without writing the Substar domain on the, on the note in, in any way whatsoever. Um, so... When I wrote that, uh, to me, that was like breaking down the walls uh, of, of these different silos. It was like a very important component of breaking down the silos. So I wanted to make the analogy 
this is a very long answer, but I wanted to make the analogy of, of uh, the Berlin Wall that it fell in, in 1989. So I wanted to use kind uh, 30,000 because it needed to start with a three, 1989, and then I wanted to have NIP 89. Uh, unfortunately, there was another NIP 89 proposal that had been sitting there for two months by Ben de Carman, uh, who's here in Madeira. And I, I saw it and I still, <laughs> I still push with NIP 89 and I, I pushed it and I got my NIP merged <laughs> before, before his. So I took the number. I did offer to <laughs> send him a DM and I offered him like a thousand sets or something. <laughs> um, so are you saying now, there's a NIP race condition? That's, oh, absolutely. Yes. And there's <laughs> politics too. There's politics to see who, how can is you this get like that a Pierce, Is this a Pierce NIP? Uh, a, a Pierce yeah. NIP? Uh, yeah, it's a no. NIP with a Pierce and you kind of just went into it and stole polar bands oh yes nip. yes yes that's it's kind of kind of what i what i did yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and now the other day i was presenting nip 88 which is recurring subscriptions and how can we do recurring subscriptions in a very decentralized way and in a very cool way like it has a very a bunch of really cool constructs um and as I was presenting, yeah, it's NIP88, blah, blah, blah. And then it, that same day, like a couple of hours later, uh, Ben de Carmen presented his NIP, and his NIP was also NIP88. So here we were again at odds. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah. <laughs> Pablo, you, you did refer to bears engaging in lurid activity, though. So what was that about? Oh, yeah, because Ben de Carmen has been for years saying, fuck the bears. Um, so yeah, that it, it was uh, bear fuckers. It was because he keeps saying "fuck the bears." <laughs> <laughs> so QW, there you go. That answers our question. It was this it is, was a cliffhanger. I, I needed to know. I mean, that was this uh, is a, I thought maybe this we is were how getting we... invaded by uh, chicanery, <laughs> but uh, it turns out it was just a uh, little Madeira fun going on. Yeah, this is this is how nerds have fun. So. <laughs> Well, you know, Noster is vocal to everyone. So uh, any, any comments like that, everyone sees, and they, they're all uh, inquiring minds, right? Avi, go ahead and uh, close us out. Yeah, folks, look, I, I uh, Pablo, Stuart, G, Zach, I really appreciate you guys staying up uh, late. Maybe it's not, I was about to say well past your bedtime. It would have been well past my bedtime, and I will prove that to you when I'm there in Madeira in about a month, just yeah, just about one month from now. Uh, but uh, but maybe not. Abby, maybe, you don't have maybe, a bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm traveling with family, Marseille, so I'm, I'm a family man in, in Madeira. Uh, um, okay, all right, take it back. <laughs> uh but but look I, I do appreciate you staying uh this late uh and answering our questions it's been an enlightening conversation i hope uh the folks in the live audience enjoyed this uh and the folks who listen to the recording first of all i hope you're doing so on fountain app uh but i uh, hope you enjoyed it thank you to condolorian and marseille as always representatives for the nostra report doing god's work documenting all things Bitcoin and Nostra um, and leading us through the lightning round. We will see you again 
next week. Thank you, everyone. And uh, keep doing the Lord's work as well, uh, gentlemen. Five more weeks left of the uh, Sovereign Engineering Cohort. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. It was fun. See you guys soon. Bye. See you soon, Marcel.